Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news. Morning news number 22. And it's our one-year anniversary of morning newses. Did you know is this? it? No, I did not. That's yeah, kind of it came up on my Facebook memories the other day, and I was like, check that out. Oh. Well, I was thinking like, man, we've actually done quite a few. So that would yeah. that it's been a whole yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. It was like yesterday, I think, was our, yeah, yesterday was our one-year oh. morning news anniversary. How exciting. I love yeah. those little milestones. They're, they're fun. No, it's yeah. probably my favorite thing about Facebook. Cause you get your memories every year, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, some memories, great. Not, some not so I want to rip my eyeballs out and be like, can I just forget high school me? Like, can oh I yeah. Like or middle school me like erase from memory, please. Right? I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> 2007 me. I don't know why I kept saying I was so tired. Oh. I had no idea. Right. No idea what tired was. <laughs> right. Oh, how, how times have changed. I know. So yeah. funny though. <laughs> if you knew me in high school, you no longer know me. I, I am not that person. <laughs> That's so funny. We don't talk about her. <laughs> High school Tara does not exist. No, Mm-mm. our writing team was underfunded and it <laughs> did not go well. So let's just scrap that completely. Love it. Anyways, true crime things. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one update for our morning news today. And that is an update on the Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell case. Yes. Yes. And actually Michelle sent this to me, but stole it (laughs) yeah it's fine (laughs) it's all good but yeah it's very interesting so idaho prosecutors have announced that they plan to seek a death sentence in the case of chad daybell daybell faces three counts of first degree murder and three counts of conspiracy to commit first degree murder in the deaths of his first wife tammy daybell and his second wife's children tylee ryan 16 and joshua battle 7 in addition to two counts of insurance fraud related to his first wife's murder and two counts of grand theft by deception in the deaths of the children. He has pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors have said that if he is convicted on any of the murder and or any of the conspiracy to commit murder charges, they will pursue the death penalty. Lori Vallow was committed to a mental health facility on June 8th, which we have mentioned, um, Mm -hmm. after the courts deemed her unable to assist in her own defense or make decisions about her mental health. Idaho law does not allow for the insanity defense, so her participation in her case is paused until such a time when treatment may render her competent. And so that is all from oxygen.com, but I thought that was very interesting. That is interesting that they don't have... An insanity defense. Yeah, I had no idea. It's just crazy. When we figured out about Oregon and they don't have first degree, second degree murder, they're just murder. Same same kind of thing. Like, I don't know. You you read so much true crime and everything seems so consistent, and then you just get an oddball in there, and you're like, "What? That's a thing." (laughs) I know. I had no idea these like little loopholes existed. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, Chad Daybell death sentence. Interesting. Yeah, it's not very often that you get a death sentence. Yeah, I just 2021 wasn't expecting that for this case. And I mean, it seems warranted. I mean, they're terrible people. They did awful things, but awful things. (laughs) It was it was just surprising to me. 
I know. It's so strange. Yeah. So like always, we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. It's one we, we definitely have been watching. So, Mm -hmm. well, it is like all over the news. Every time there's an update, it's like, Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So it's easy we to get it. We get it. Yeah. yeah. It's the lesser known cases that we cover that it's like, oh yeah, I, I have to go back and I actually have to look for something. But those ones are pretty like right. in your face. I get emails about them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's excellent. But yeah, that's all I got for updates today. Awesome. Okay, friends, grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about murder. Dink. All right, so I'm going to go first tonight. Mm-hmm. So the title of this article is At Least 10 People Injured in Stabbings on Tokyo Train. Uh, the author is, I practice this name and I'm probably going to butcher it, but I'm going to do my best. Mayumi, Mariuma, nope, Mary, Mariumama. I think you're getting a phone call. I totally am getting a phone call. Let me see. Hold on. What do you want to bet? It's my mom. I was going to say, is it mom? Hi, mom. Mom. Hi, mom. Mom, you know what time it is. (laughs) Come on. I would try her name again. Back to that name. (laughs) You were killing it. Not doing well. No. Uh, Mayumi Meruyama. That's what I'm calling it. Very cool name, actually. I, I it's quite... very cool. And when I practiced it earlier, I could make it sound pretty, not like my tongue's tied up in knots, but hey, you know, this is what happens. And my source for this is CNN.com. Mm-hmm. So 10 people were stabbed Friday night on a train in Tokyo by a man with a knife, according to the Tokyo Fire Department. The department responded to a call at 8.38 p.m. and found victims with bloodstains when they arrived at the scene. All victims were conscious, and one person walked away on their own. The department said no deaths have been reported. According to Japan's public broadcaster, NHK, the suspect walked to a convenience store and turned himself in, saying to the clerk, I'm the suspect of the crime that's playing in the news right now. I'm tired of running. Tokyo Metropolitan Police say the man admitted the charge and confessed he, quote, just wanted to kill any women who looked happy. Anyone, end quote. Oh my God. Right? NHK reported the suspect appears to be in his 30s and the store clerk said he had bloodstains on part of his body. So there's not much information about this. I've, I've been watching this like since Friday because it was the ending of the Olympics. There's the stabbing in Tokyo that this guy stabbed 10 people and there's not much more about it. Right. But it's especially weird because violent crime in Japan is rare. Like it's one of the places in the world that it just doesn't happen. They have ridiculously strict gun laws. So if there is going to be a violent crime, it's usually a knife related attack, but again, very, very rare. Like, I don't know what they're doing to keep their people happy Mm -hmm. and not, you know, massacring people, but whatever it is, they're doing a good job, but it's especially odd that this guy would choose to do this during the final week of the Olympics and the Olympics, which has brought increased security to Japan, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's so strange. And I'm so curious as to what happened to cause this man to just start stabbing happy women. Like he left the knife on the train. 
He left his cell phone on the train and then he just walks to a convenience store covered in blood and is like, yeah, so I did that. (laughs) Oh, that's so scary. Isn't it? Like, it doesn't sound like a psychotic break. It doesn't sound like the act of a cold-blooded psychopath. Like, it kind of sounds like he had a broken heart and he's just pissed off at women. Oh, but that's terrifying and unpredictable. (laughs) I know. So like like I said, there's no other information. It's just up to us to speculate right now. And all I know is that all the victims had non-life-threatening injuries. Um, Just one woman in her 20s sustained serious back injuries. So I don't know if she has paralysis or anything, but yeah, they said it was quite serious. Oh, I, I hate that so much. Like, just, um, I guess if you know me, I don't like a lot of people. I don't like being the city. I hate public transport, all that kind of stuff. So this sounds like my worst nightmare. And no, I'm all, it and I'm terrible. I'm so goddamn paranoid. I think everybody's like out to get me. So if somebody just went on a stabbing spree, like I can't imagine anything more scary. <laughs> and for like no reason, he just wanted to hurt happy looking women. And it, it makes women's lives so much more difficult because it's like, you know, we always talk about how do you present yourself so then you don't become a target and, you know, you don't want to look rude to somebody because then they might take that the wrong way and go after you. But then all of a sudden you can't look happy because then that might piss them off and then they might Mm. go after you in that circumstance. Like, why can't we just be safe? (laughs) Right. Just saying. Why Why do we have to have a resting bitch face on all the time? Right. There's no right answer, honestly. And that, that really sucks. I, I like it. Terrifying, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm so interested to know if like the Olympics had anything to do with it. Like if it crossed his mind, like did he want a bunch of attention? Because obviously there's a lot of attention in on Tokyo right now. I know. Like would have you stabbed 10 people if the Olympics weren't there? Right. At that point in time? I don't know. I don't know. And then- So strange. All the people, like the media people for the Olympics are probably like, oh God, that's like, Let's not talk about that because everybody's Googling, you know, Tokyo right now. We don't need that to pop up on our front page to be like, hey, this jackass stabbed 10 people. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't need to draw attention to that. So they're probably like, yeah, let's not, let's not release a bunch of details. No, especially since the Olympics has received a lot of positive attention this year. Like the the Olympics is always usually very positive, but there's been so many heartwarming stories and mm-hmm. positive stories that came out of the Olympics this year, which yeah. just makes me happy in general. But totally. yeah, then to throw a stabbing on top of that just kind of takes away from it. It dampers it just, just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little, just a little, little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, I know. So I, random. I don't like it. Just, yeah. Random outburst attack. Don't like it. No, no, don't like any attack, but like, ugh. yeah. All right. Do you want to hear my story? I do. I really do. Okay. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's morbid. It's, it's something we'll get into it. Uh, my article title is woman's burnt remains in Quebec mistaken for a mannequin thrown away by first responders. Oh dear. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> That's not good. It's not. No, Mm-mm. no, no, that's bad. So this article is written by Annabelle Olivier. Olivier? Sure. <laughs> it's like Oliver, but with a little twist. Maybe it's Olivier. 
Sure. That also sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) And the source is Global News. So yeah, you heard that right. A dead body that was burnt had been mistaken for a mannequin and was thrown away in a dumpster. And I'll just say it right off the top. It's never a mannequin, except for the one time that it was a sex doll. Well, right. That was, that was completely different and a whole story all on its own. <laughs> that is totally different. And if you've been listening to the morning news for a while, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually one of our first morning news episodes that we talked like, about it. Like second or third, I think. Yeah, yeah. Since we were just talking about the one year anniversary, it was like, it was an OG. Yeah. Cause it was, it was after the wild boar stole the nudist laptop. Okay. And I think that was about the second one. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, not a mannequin. Never a mannequin. No. So let's back up a bit and try to figure out how something like this could happen. So the events took place on July 23rd in Sherbrooke, Quebec. A 911 call came in just after 10 a.m. to report a small bushfire behind a factory on Cabana Street. Witnesses told firefighters that arrived on scene that someone had come to burn a, quote, silicone mannequin. At 10.15 a.m., firefighters called police for assistance. Together, the situation was investigated and discussed. And they all agreed that the burnt mannequin should be disposed of in an outdoor dumpster located at the police station, which is inaccessible to the public. So, I mean, if it was truly just a life-size plastic doll, then sure, I guess that's not the worst idea ever. But the fact that it was the remains of an actual human being does make it the worst idea ever. I'm sorry. So like, there was police yeah, and firefighters that were yeah. like, huh, yeah. that can't be a real body. That's, that's not a body. Let's discuss. Yes. And we're just going to put that in a dumpster. Like a conscious decision was made. It wasn't like it was an accident while cleaning it up. No, there sounds like there was multiple people involved that assessed the situation was like, yeah, so let's just uh, chuck that in the dumpster and then we'll deal with the arson that's happening here. Because obviously that is the, the, not the the murder. Yeah. (laughs) Right. What do you want to bet? Somebody got fired. (laughs) Some people are in trouble. Like they got a visit to like, Mm. Internal affairs. I was going to say HR, but I think it's a little bit above HR. (laughs) This this is not just human resources. This is like, you done fucked up. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) oh boy. Want to have a seat and explain yourself? (laughs) Yes. Line them up at the principal's office. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, okay. (laughs) The firefighters made the disposal at about 10.45 a.m. At that time, all was well, all was calm. But four hours later, alarm bells started to sound when a man called in to report the disappearance of his partner. This obviously prompted an investigation into the missing woman. Using a cell signal from the woman's phone, they were able to locate her vehicle on Cabana Street. This is when officers likely had their oh shit moment as they noted that there could be a connection between the fire and the disappearance. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah, you could say there's a little connection. Wow. It was then decided the supposed mannequin should be recovered and re-evaluated. And after examining the remains, the officers confirmed it was indeed the body of the missing woman. Yeah, no kidding. Ooh. Oh my god. 
like can you imagine that sinking feeling <laughs> that oh my wasn't God. a mannequin like like <laughs> Did you and then having to go <laughs> like, and then like having to go and talk to the other people that helped you make the decision to be like, I don't like, think that was a mannequin. Like guys, we fucked up. <laughs> but also like, how long have you been doing your jobs? Because the smell of burning flesh is much different than the smell of burning silicone. Well, just yes, that was one thing that I was going to bring up to be like, what about the smell? Because... <laughs> I don't know if you've yeah. ever smelt burning flesh, but it's not good. I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Burning rubber? Different. Still bad. Still not pleasant. Burning flesh? Real fucking bad. Whole <laughs> nother level. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. So, an investigation is underway to determine the circumstances leading to the woman's death and her identity has not yet been released. So we know what happened, but we still don't really know how this could happen. So anatomical pathologist, Dr. Robert Nicholson, spoke to CBC about the authorities' error, explaining that a burnt body could reasonably be confused for a burnt mannequin without cause to believe otherwise. Human bodies are about 60% water, Nicholson said, meaning they will shed a significant amount of weight when burned. Quote, so a 150-pound person would be about 60 pounds. If somebody is a burn victim and most of their water is gone, then there is nothing but the results of the burn. It doesn't look like a normal person, and it doesn't feel like a normal person. End quote. Okay, but it doesn't smell like rubber. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say, like, it's still inexcusable, but at least it's slightly more understanding. But, again, the smell is my main like point here what about the smell but also like a 60 pound mannequin is still strangely heavy for a mannequin just yeah like yeah also like what if it was a child or a teenager or something like that just because it's not a fully grown human size doesn't mean it's not human yeah <laughs> just questions so, so questions. but they just did not want to do the work that day yeah yeah let's see Stefan Simino, director of the Sherbrooke Fire Department, expressed his condolences to the family of the dead woman, including her partner and children. Oh, she had kids. Yeah, Fuck. I know. Ah. And obvi- obviously this error has, has left first responders quite upset, which, man, like, I can't even imagine. And honestly, my heart does go out for them and the family, obviously. But that would be a sickening mistake that would just haunt a person. I mean, I don't think you'd make that mistake twice. No, you're right. That's definitely a mistake that you would learn from. <laughs> if you uh, have to man. choose something positive to come as a result of this. I guess. Man. Yes. Uh, so he said, quote, I am pretty stunned with the news. And I could say my whole team, the entire force, the first responders in the intervention are in shock. End quote. He said, adding the mental well-being of the team is a top priority as they process all sorts of emotions, which is fair. And very good. Yes. A makeshift memorial has begun to appear near the site where the woman's burnt remains were first discovered. I am hoping now that she can be laid to rest in a proper burial and her family to be able to get some answers as to what actually happened in the first place that led to her death, because we still don't have any any explanation whatsoever as to what happened, like foul play, 
obviously. Obviously. She was dead and being burnt. So there's something going on there, but I need to know. I need to know, I know. more details. I don't like unsolved. I know. And and we don't even like get to scratch the surface on that one. It's just like, yeah, so that happened. But like, this is like the after part that's, you know, more exciting. But I want to know what happened in the first place. I and I guess kudos to them for being honest about their mistake and not True. trying to cover that up. So I do appreciate that. Yes. But uh, yeah, I need to know. Yeah. That poor woman. Her poor children and her poor husband. Oh, that's just such, yeah. That's not what you want as a lasting memory is. Hey, no. remember when, when mom got thrown in a dumpster? Like, that's horrible. I mean, yeah. Like, they Ugh. thought she was a mannequin. I guess she looked good, burnt. Like, I don't know. And also, like, the pathologist was saying how a 150-pound person could go down to 60 pounds. But, like, how hot was that fire? Because it was reported just as a small bushfire, and I feel like there would have to be some pretty intense heat to really lose that much of your water yeah. in your body, right? So, And to make like, it yeah. not obvious that it was a, a human. Yeah. I don't know. So many questions. <laughs> oh, I don't like unsolved. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just so interesting that I had to put it out there, but I just wish I had more information for everybody. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Isn't it? Wow. So that was pretty bizarre. Do you have another bizarre one for me? I do. I do. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a twisty tale. Okay. I like those. <laughs> um, man who jumped from a moving plane at LAX tells FBI he bought a lot of crystal meth before the flight. Oh, yep. That would make sense. <laughs> Yeah. Because why else you jump out of a plane? (laughs) Right. Um, So this is from the Washington Post. And uh, yeah, it uh, caught my attention. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So, um, and this is from June 29th. Like, it's not that long ago. Oh, wow. So Mm -hmm. um, it was a little bit ago, not brand new news, but just one I've kind of been saving. Um, so as United Airlines flight 5365 was readying to take off from Los Angeles International Airport on Friday evening, 33-year-old Louise Antonio Victoria de, de, oh my gosh, I'm struggling with names today, uh, Dominguez of La Paz, Mexico, leaned over to the woman sitting next to him and whispered that he was going to jump out. She said, I'm serious. The woman remembered him telling her. Oh my God. Victor- Victoria Dominguez then allegedly sprinted to the front of the plane and tried to enter the cockpit, banging on the door. When he was unsuccessful, he delivered on his promise. He opened an emergency exit door and leaped out of the plane. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Now, Victoria Dominguez faces a 20-year maximum sentence in a federal prison on the charge of interfering with the flight crew, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Central District of California, which filed a complaint detailing the incident Sunday. It was not immediately clear whether Victoria Dominguez had a lawyer to comment on his behalf. It is only the latest case of dangerous behavior tied to the Los Angeles airport this month. Only a day before authorities said Victoria Dominguez jumped out of the plane about to take off for Salt Lake City, a man was accused of breaching an airport fence and driving onto the airfield in a silver hatchback with SOS written on the hood. 
Earlier this month, a man was charged after he attempted to enter the cockpit of a plane mid-flight and was restrained by passengers. Why? Like, what is happening? I don't like that. It makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I know. Well, my things are about travel. I know. <laughs> like, it's weird. things are like making me like anxious. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, have people just forgotten how to like get on an airplane? I don't know. I mean, people were messed up before, but I feel like everybody's just gone like crazy after COVID. I know. They're like, I know. We don't know how to act. <laughs> right. Uh, Victoria Dominguez's incident was reportedly days in the making. That Tuesday, according to the complaint, he arrived at the airport from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. He wanted to get to Salt Lake City, but had no connecting flight. So he made his way to a hotel in downtown Los Angeles near a bus station. There, he drank several beers and used $20 to buy, quote, a lot of crystal methamphetamine, according to a sequence of events he gave to the FBI. (laughs) The next day, he moved to another hotel downtown where Victoria Dominiguez smoked the meth, quote, on and off throughout the day. That's when he decided that instead of taking the bus, he wanted to fly to Utah. Oh. Mm -hmm. On Thursday evening, he smoked more crystal meth and left the hotel to catch a flight out of Los Angeles International Airport. But he missed his flight, ended up leaving the airport, and wandered the streets that night. On Friday, after returning to the airport, he missed his flight Again, (laughs) he was then rescheduled for flight 5365, which he eventually boarded before its 6.30 p.m. scheduled departure. When Dominiguez took his seat, he, quote, was coming down from all the drugs he had used the last couple of days and immediately started to doze off, end quote. (laughs) Then he heard several passengers behind him laughing and talking about the flight going to a different city than Salt Lake City. He began to panic. He unbuckled his seatbelt and rushed to the front of the plane, where it broke past a flight attendant and began banging on the cockpit doors. When the pilots did not open the door, the complaint says he pushed the flight attendant out of his way and turned toward the front right emergency door. Victoria Dominiguez allegedly opened the door partially, deploying the emergency slide. Hmm. He was, quote, familiar with how to open those doors because in the past he had sat in the emergency exit row and moved the handles up and down, end quote. I'm so stressed. (laughs) I'm so stressed. I know. A passenger approached Victoria Dominiguez and grabbed him by his collar, attempting to keep him inside the plane. As the rolling plane came to a halt, the complaint says Victoria Dominiguez twisted free and fell onto the tarmac, breaking his right leg. As he tried to crawl away from the plane, he was apprehended by the LA airport police and he was transported to the hospital. Wow. That was a wild ride. I told you. (laughs) That was like a movie. You know. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So many things. (laughs) So, so many things. First, when you're like, he bought a lot of crystal meth for $20, I was like, I don't know anything about meth, but how much could you really buy with $20? But apparently more than enough. Apparently. (laughs) Enough to keep you going for a while. I mean, I don't think you need much to make you go nuts. That's very true. But uh, so that's great to know. Um, But man, he only ended up with a broken leg. Like it could have been so much worse, not only for him, but like for everybody on Everybody else. Oh my God. And thank God he decided to jump out when it was still on the tarmac. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that stresses me out. And like, I'm not a nervous flyer or anything, but no, 
God damn. If I saw that going down, I would be shitting my pants. I know. Like just praying to God that the freaking pilots got their shit together and going to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to stop this plane. Yes. Oh man. (laughs) I know. Like I said, wild ride. It was. Holding it for a little bit. (laughs) Yes. I'm just trying to process everything that just happened right now. (laughs) Well, I think to like get a full understanding, you have to do some math. Well, yeah. I'm not going to do. No. So I guess we won't fully understand, but that's okay. (laughs) I just feel so bad for the people on board. Like not just like the flight attendants and the pilots, but like the people people. on board watching and like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And And like like, guaranteed there's kids on that flight. Oh yeah. Right. Like (laughs) his seatmate that he's like, I'm going to jump. And they're like, oh Oh, no. (laughs) no, maybe don't, don't do that. Please don't, just don't do that. I don't recommend it. Yeah. I'm just going to push my little butt. Like, ding. The flight attendant, just please help me. Need assistance. Like, (laughs) I'm just going to keep pressing that. Yeah. We got a runner. (laughs) Oh my God. That's, that was fun. I feel like, I don't know, adrenaline now. I'm like, oh my God, just the thought. And because it was a on an airplane, the FBI are involved in. Oh yeah. So he's in some trouble. Oh, 20 years worth of trouble. Yeah. So $20 a meth equals 20 years of trouble. That's a pretty good analogy right there. Quite the exchange. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fair to me though. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let us know what you think about the episode. And if you see a story we should cover, make sure to send it in. You can email us at murderedmerlot at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at murderedmerlotpodcast, Facebook at murderedmerlotpodcast, and Twitter at murderedmerlot1. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. Yeah. I don't even think we have any, like, fun animal anecdotes today. Like, not that comes to mind, unfortunately. Well, I have a sad one, I guess. Oh, yeah. One of my uh, Charles Manson family chickens died. Crazy Sadie, the chicken. R.I.P. Crazy Sadie. She died of old age. I mean, not the worst way a chicken can go. No, and the worst part was my daughter found her and she was upset. But, you know, we had some really good talks about the circle of life and good deaths and Mm -hmm. all things that happen on a farm. So Exactly. Yeah. So RAP, crazy Sadie chicken version. Yes, she will be missed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that sad note. Yeah. (laughs) Remember to drink wine. Because it's not good to keep things bottled up. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Crazy Sadie.